If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. Are you struggling with stress? Do you feel like life is out of control? Do you run out of time to get your to-do list tackled? Well, we have a special gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. Today's guest, James Fu Torres, or Fu, is a renowned public relations strategist, a host of a top 1.5% podcast, and a best-selling author, an international best-selling author. He is best known as Fu, founder and CEO of Imperium Authority. Following his service in the Air Force, Fu launched his company with the mission of amplifying the positive impact of exceptional leaders. James Fu Torres, or just Fu, chats with Robert about the power of relationships. He served in the military and wanted to stay in the United States, and entrepreneurship opened up the greatest opportunities. He saw the potential in the internet and marketing and worked in a few spaces to learn where he could really make the biggest impact, which was in amplifying people's stories through public relations. Well, Fu, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm excited to have this conversation and just looking forward to all the value you can share with our audience. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I've had a couple conversations with you and they were pleasant. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm really grateful uh, for the opportunity and just love love sharing entrepreneurial stories. And so just uh, typically have my guests just share their own entrepreneurial journey, what uh, led them to leap into entrepreneurship and, and what they're doing now. Um, so just to give you a, a quick intro about myself, um, originally from Puerto Rico and uh, came here to the States with the Air Force. And then uh, from there, that's uh, when I uh, started my, my journey to be complete, be, become completely bilingual. And that's how after I was in my last year, I was thinking uh, like I wanted to do something more fulfilling, something with more purpose uh, for me, because I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I serve in the military, but I really wanted to, to do something else. I didn't feel like that was my calling. And that's when I uh, I kind of just doing my research, uh, I found uh, the agency model and I started learning about SEO lead generation and PR. PR was the thing that stand out the most for me. And uh, and really, I just committed 100% to it. And then I just been increasing my connections in the media, increasing my connections with uh, potential prospects, taking care of my clients. How can I add value to them? And, and how can I grow as a person and as a leader so I can lead my company better? And um, that's kind of how has been my, my, little, my little journey, little story here. <laughs> well, first, I want to thank you for your service. I appreciate uh, anyone that's a veteran and, and has served. Uh, means a lot to me. Uh, you know, having served myself and my whole family is, is a family of veterans. And so I always appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the, the transition. I lived in Colombia for, for eight and a half years. And so uh, uh, I, I have an appreciation for language learning and for uh, that, that transition as well. And I know, I know how much hard work that, that takes to, you know, acquire a second language and, and to become fluent, to start living in, in a culture that, that speaks a different language. So kudos to you for, for making that leap. And, and, and I don't think a lot of people understand how challenging, you know, learning a language can be. But the one thing I do tell people, especially when we talk about entrepreneurship, is that that idea of failure, right? That idea of so many people don't learn a language because they're not willing to try and they're not willing to get it wrong. <laughs> and you have to get it wrong over and over and over again and get corrected and fix it and make it right. And, and so there, there's a lot of similarities into this entrepreneurial journey as there is in language learning i i completely agree with that and and to to your point about uh you have to be uh, you you can't be afraid to fail to be able to learn something so you have to be willing to look like a fool like you have to be willing to do that and i think uh, that me me jumping in into like, okay, I'm going to learn, uh, I'm going to go to a new country to learn English. And even though I'm, because I'm Puerto Rican, I've been exposed to English a lot, but 
for me, uh, like it's it's not like being exposed to it and then being able being make it my almost my first language. So I want to come here. It's completely different. Like I could understand and I, I, I but but for me, I had to be very intentional prior to doing it, uh, coming coming to you know joining the Air Force. And then uh, from there, it was like I, I, I create I was in this environment that allowed me to to grow as a leader uh, and, and to practice my English in a safe environment. Right. Like obviously, if they send me to Syria, it's not not that safe there but in, in in my family right in my in my me, my people won't, won't be like bullying me or anything we have like this brotherhood or sisterhood we don't like every, every it's all uh genders there so and and that that then not being afraid of jumping to a new country and learning a new language for me making the leap to entrepreneurship i i think that that's why i didn't see it that's too scary because I have experience already jumping into something that I don't even dominate and I'm going to figure out along the way. And I did that. And that's basically what I did with my business too. I, I just, I wanted to, I wanted a vehicle. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just needed a vehicle. I was like, I just need a vehicle that I can commit, commit to it a hundred percent and just, you know, just be successful at it because I just commit to it. So that's, um, that's how everything uh, went for me. And another thing that I, um, I kind of forgot to mention, like my full name is James Fu Torres, but if you see in the screen that says Fu PR Strategist, is because I go by Fu, which is the first part of my last name, and uh, and then it, it, that having that last name too is a big part of of how I always felt like special, and I always felt like I have oh I have this cool last name, and and now it's my nickname too, and because that's why like PR and branding all that was like a calling to me because I always thought like I had that going on, and then I just wanted to create that that path of freedom and impact for myself and, and then being able to teach it or sell it to others. Nice. Well, I definitely understand the being willing to look like a fool. Um, we'd, we'd lost our keys to our house in, in Costa Rica. And, and I went, you know, I had the locksmith come over and I just kept telling him that I needed Nueve Javes. And, and he just kept on. All right. All right. And then finally, I figured out that, no, I was saying nine keys instead of new keys. And, and of course, the two words are very close together. But the, the locksmith played right along with it. He's like, yeah, man, I thought you wanted keys for your dog and your cat and your turtle. <laughs> and so, yeah, you, you just you have to be willing to, to make a mistake. And, 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 and I appreciate what you talked about having a safe space like in the Air Force and, and with your brothers and sisters there that that you could make a mistake and they might laugh at you, but they're going to, they're going to help you get the word right. Like I, I've had more people correct my Spanish from the, when I was in the pulpit right there in the back of the church yelling out, no, you mean this? Because, <laughs> because some, sometimes the words just don't, don't come out right, you know, and, and, and you, there's a lot of correction. And for most people that don't learn Spanish or another language, English doesn't have gender. And, and so there's, there's a lot of words in Spanish that all they change is the ending and it changes the meaning or changes the, <laughs> so, so that gender piece is a lot to learn in, in learning a new language, but the willingness to look like a fool is really what it takes to, to learn a language. And then sometimes it takes to, to jump into, into something new like entrepreneurship. So, so good for you for making those leaps and, and finding, finding a vehicle that, that, that meant something to you, right? Cause you've, you looked at lead generation, you looked at some other things online and, and found PR. So what was it about PR that, that touched your heart and made, just felt like it was in alignment with you? I, um, I always heard and, and like, even like having my subconscious uh, Forbes and Inc and entrepreneur, because it's something that is, is commonly, uh, known by people people think oh Forbes 30 under 30 and even in movies they talk about it like it, it's something that I was when I saw the opportunity to be able to create a path to get into those those publications podcasts and tv that people already know like and trust I was like if I can get there then I can get and I can get my clients there then I can get trust quicker which when you when you gain trust quicker, then your your client acquisition cost goes down. So I was thinking this is not only attractive, 
because that's one one big thing too. It's it, it's attractive to people when you contact people and um and you tell them, hey, I can get you appointments. They're kind of tired of hearing that. Oh, hey, I can get you ranking high on Google alone. Then it's like, oh, they're tired of hearing that. But then if you go and say, hey, I can get you on Bloomberg and, and Nasdaq and uh, Forbes, Yahoo, all these different things, people are like, wait, I know those logos. Like I always, uh, I do my morning news or uh, my investing tools on Yahoo, all these different things that you already uh, are, feel familiar to it. So then uh, people, people, it was more attracted to it. So I have better response rates when I was uh, prospecting for that. And also it was something that that I was personally interested in because I wanted to be there. I wanted to have those things for myself as a as a, as an accolade, but also as a, a to just practice what I preach and 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 have have that authority, visibility, and, and building that trust quicker. So then I can I can get more clients and then be like, hey, it worked with you, right? So then you know you should definitely do it. So that was my 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 train of thought for this. Nice. Well, and and it helps that you're your own avatar, right? It's challenging for clients to, for many entrepreneurs to figure out their niche and, and, and niche down to a specific group. But if you are your avatar, if you are your niche, then, then that really helps <laughs> because, because now you've done what you're trying to help other people do and you, you know how to communicate to them. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's how, that's how I, I started to determine what was my niche, my niche, because at first um, I started when I was didn't even wasn't completely committed to PR. Initially, I was just like an a marketing agency, full marketing, full service marketing agency. And it was Imperium Agency at the time when I opened it. And then um, I was I was trying to figure out I, I started on calls with the real uh, real estate agents, realtors, because it was the easiest people to get on the phone for me to practice. Then from there, I went to financial advisors for a similar reason. There's a lot of them easier to get in the phone and practice. And obviously, I wanted to sell. It wasn't just practice. Like right? I wanted to sell. But it was just, well, I want to learn about financial literacy. Oh, I, I might want to become a realtor too. So I might as well start talking with people. And, and that's kind of what got me into those conversations. And then I was like, okay, what, uh, what will resonate more? Uh, so I want to do it with people that are like me. And that's how I started looking for people that are agency owners, but they don't have PR. So they're not focused on PR, but you're a marketing agency owner. Let me give you that missing piece. And, and that has worked out pretty well with the people that have done it because they already know how to market. I give them the PR to boost it. Another thing that I started targeting was uh, veteran business owners. I'm a veteran business owner that resonated my biggest client. We connected because of that. He accepted the call because he saw I was a veteran too. And then from there, you know, I build the trust. I let with value, all that stuff. And now uh, we're doing uh, amazing things. I just got him on Forbes uh, less than two weeks ago. And uh, I got him an in-person interview too. So those things have been because I was, how can I resonate to the right people? And without trying to like force it, it's more like what will feel feel natural for me to, who what's the people that will feel natural for me to have the conversations and that can relate to me because I'm the brand. And then obviously now I started growing my team, but initially it's just me. So so I was like, how can people resonate with me? Because I'm the business. And that's that's how I did it. Marketing agency owners and veteran business owners was like a big, big, big focus for me. And take it from there. <laughs> nice. Well, and I think those are two great questions that a lot of people don't ask, right? Who do you resonate with um, is a great way to figure out your niche. The other one is who do you like to hang around with? Right. Because you want clients and, and people that, that you enjoy hanging around with. Otherwise, you end up with all these clients. You're like, I don't even like these people. <laughs> why would I want to? I mean, if I can't grab a beer with a client, then then why would I want to be doing business with them? Right. And and there's a lot of people that get so caught up in trying to figure out the perfect person and or anybody with a credit card <laughs> rather than focusing on who are the people that you'd like to hang out with? Who are the people that that? Man, when you're when you're in the room with them, there's just there's just a good vibe, right? And it, it just feels good to have conversations with them. It's natural. It, it's you you feel like you belong, and and then the conversations don't. It, you're not trying to sell them anything. You're just having a conversation. And then if it works out that you can help each other, you're like, oh yeah, let's do business together. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. And and that brings me to the point that I consume like the my. 
I would say majority of the content that I consume or at least a big part of the content that I consume is my client's content. So I better surround myself with the right people because I'm reading their stories. I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the videos. I'm, I'm, I'm creating strategies. Like I'm like, I, I want to engage with their content too, to help them out, to comment, to be meaningful, to, to engage, to um, incentivize more engagement from other people too. So for me, that's a big part. Like, like you say, like, Oh, if I can't, can't have a drink with you, then like, I shouldn't be able, I shouldn't, I, you shouldn't be a client because we're going to be talking a lot and, and we have to account that things will go wrong at, at times. Now I'm not saying every client, something will go wrong or anything, but like things will go wrong at some point with some client, you don't even know which one it is. So then you have to, you have to make sure that you get clients that you can have good communication and they can have in mind. It's like, especially in PR, which is a lot of unpredictable things because the media has no incentive they're not a business right so i am in the middle like trying to give the media what they want and getting what the client wants but and i'm in the middle so for me i need to make sure that I, my clients can understand what i'm doing and can understand me and and when something goes wrong we just assess you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like just take your money off, something went wrong, then like just boohoo, right? Like I'll do right by you, but you have to let me do right by you. You have to talk to me and we, oh, if this opportunity went away, now we need to do another one. Like, that's fine. Let's just reassess. We have to pivot. That's fine. But let's talk about it and find a common ground and then, you know, keep moving. So that those are my two big points about picking the, the right clients. Nice. So obviously connection is an important part of, of what you're doing, connecting with your clients, connecting with media. So, so let's dig into how did you learn the connection process and, and how do you help others understand the value of connection and make connections? So initially I thought that I was, I've always been a very social person and, and I, and I had a way to throughout my life to be able to, be in a bar, be on a be on a place or a house or whatever, and use my environment to to initiate a conversation. So with that skill that I already have, kind of grown just naturally because I mean I changed a lot of schools and and I live in different parts of the island. So and I always like talking a lot. I guess my mom also likes talking a lot. So all those different things. That's what I use to. Uh, to start conversations or to make conversations interesting. And, and my idea was to just get, or is still to get people to know, like, and trust me. And then business comes after. So I used that skill that I already had. And then with practices on how to be a better salesman and how to say more with less words, when to, when to take a pause, when to, ask for certain things, all those things are being with coaching because I thought that initially, oh, if I have this skill of I talk to a lot of people and people like me and I can have conversations easily, that could translate into good sales, but it wasn't. Uh, I needed to learn sales. So that's kind of how I started. I just got myself out to have conversations with people and just talk and, and trying to add value and get value also and, and, and hey what did i say wrong hmm. everything just get out uh and practice and 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 then from there with coaching on sales and client acquisition and and all these different things on on how to message how to take the call how to make the flow all those different things were 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 like that i combined to be able to then build this this trust uh and, and like no no like and trust factor and then from there, it's it making sure that then my business proposals, my business, my team and, and everything like related to the business after the no like and trust factor is already checked, then, and, you know, that's straight. And that's kind of, you know, I'm always looking to optimize this process, but this is how I operate and just building that connection first. And this is the same thing with clients and the same thing with the media. It doesn't matter. If he's a partner, uh, a, pro a prospective client or, or, or a media contact. I always try to lead with value. And then when I'm leading with value, make them feel good about talking to me. Having a good time is refreshing because then now they're like, oh, I could work with him because it, it, he's easy to talk to. And that's 
that's literally how I've been able to manage this, uh, leverage this for myself. And then for the clients, I just have to make the connection after they know, like, and trust me is easy. So nice. So what tools were the most effective for, for building your audience and, and generating those leads? LinkedIn, uh, definitely uh, the strongest one. Uh, Instagram is something I've been on Instagram since it started. So it's something that I always had. And, and, and just kind of like the your, your business digital billboard type stuff, uh, especially right now. If you're not doing ads on, on natural organic growth, it's a little bit difficult at the moment in Facebook and uh, and Instagram. But now, you know, TikTok and LinkedIn and YouTube uh, shorts, uh, those are the things that are moving a lot in, in the cold market, let's say, right? Like no, a lot getting to a lot of people that have never seen you before. That's that's not happening anymore in, in Instagram and in Facebook much unless you're Instagram reels. And that's the one way that I've been leveraging a lot, just like committing to reels. So short video content has been the way that I've committed to be able to uh, reach as many people as possible. Occasionally, I do some paid advertisement, but my approach is not not yet, uh, at least. Um, it has been to just do all like a paid uh, marketing strategy to get client acquisition. It's more for increase of awareness of my page, so I boost a post, and then from there, funnel people through my page because I have all client testimonials and and current results and all that stuff in my page so then it's kind of like a funnel so i just get them to my page and and with linkedin it's just trying to revalue again and and just connect or reach out to people that that matches uh people that will be good good clients partners and and i invite them either to my podcast or uh and a, or like a webinar or something of value. And then from there, uh, I already give them something of value. I get them on a call leading with value. And then from there, we can, uh, we can if we, are, if we like each other, we see the potential, then we can talk about possibly partnering or, or giving each other's work, depending on, you know, where the needs are. Nice. So obviously working with your clients and, and getting them into media, getting them into other places, um, you have conversations about character and, and authenticity and, and obviously this online space. Now there's, you know, the per person that goes out and, and Airbnb is a big giant mansion and parks a rental sports car in front to take all their social media pictures <laughs> over a weekend. How, how do you feel about character and, and, and the opportunity to be, to be your authentic self in the online space? That's, um, the reason that, that I like PR so much is because it's about sharing your authentic self, sharing your story and, and your your journey to success. And what are what were the, the the biggest challenges and all and what are your biggest examples of success? Uh, if you can for your business, you can share names, that's fine. But if you can, which is what we usually um, incentivize. Uh, we tell our clients like if you can get a couple clients that are willing to to contribute to the media, to articles, and and maybe even go, get called by a reporter. Those are like the best way to tell a story because we we get we get the story of the person, but instead of being hey look at me, this is me, my journey <laughs> is more of there is a story. In that story our client, we want to make a story that is entertaining and educational that has takeaways. And then in that story, we put the client and then for the credibility part, we like to include case studies in it of real people that can be uh, like, can even contribute, get quoted. And also that the, we, what we do for like the clients to be able to, to incentivize to be in the articles or the clients of our clients will be to, Hey, to tell them, Hey, this is free publicity for you. Like if you if you agree to to be part of, of this article and contribute, this is free publicity for you. So that's the incentive that we give them, because we try to always sneak in a, a link for them and and mention them, so that way they also get value from it because they they help us. They took the time to to help us create a, a an article, which is the main thing that we do. Because obviously, podcast is a lot easier now. You show up, get interview, right? So uh, that, that it, when it comes to the articles, that's when it gets a little tricky. 
um, but it's kind of like a masterpiece almost, right? Like where we're creating this art, like that has the story and then we have to match it with the, with the right source and then the contributors, everything, getting the approval of everyone. So it, it, it's, it's a little tricky, but when you get everything together, you get the authentic story out, people relate to it and it resonates way better than being in front of a rented mansion with a rented car. That's cool. If you want to be flashing on a, on a on an ad and stuff, that's cool. But like, if you want to do like pattern interrupt or something, but there's nothing that people can relate better than your story. Because when you show yourself as human, as a person that, look, if I did it, you can do it too. That's what people want to hear. That's what people want to consume. And, and that's what makes them feel something. And that's why I like PR so much because it's about people don't remember you because of what you say or said to them, they remember what you make them feel. So that's why PR is so big. Nice. All right. So in your journey, what have, what have mentors meant to your growth and, and the growth of your business? It's been, it's been huge. Um, there's, there's, there's two sides of it. Uh, and I've been on both sides, uh, which is, there is actually there's a couple uh, angles to this. There is the good coaches that you weren't ready for them. That's one thing. But then if in the sales process they didn't qualify you properly and everything, that's a different story. But I've been on programs that they were good, but I wasn't. I wasn't I, even though I was putting the I was putting time, but. I, it was hard for me like mentally to kind of level up and get to there. And I feel like if I had, if I had the same people right now, I would be better because I already went through stuff. So that was one, one thing. The other thing is there's some people that just will ask you for as much money as you can. And, and, and then like they will take your money and yeah, there's some value here. If you want to come, you have to go and get it. But you know, they, they kind of like, they sold you this dream uh, mentally and then like, oh, no, but well, you're not doing the job. But it's like, you know, like you over you 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 went and, and, and purposely like sold me like this huge thing. And then like you're going to just blame me like, you know, uh, that's um, there's th there's those things. But then there is then the, the big part that I want to sorry for saying the, the, the bad things first, but then. <laughs> The big part, I would say, is way has more more weight than those things. Those things are just it's just meant to happen. It just happens in in every like coaching, hiring when you have like you have your own company, uh, getting a job. All you know, this matching process is always uh, it's always a a, a problem. Uh, like no, it's a problem, but there's always problems among them. So the good part of it is having the support of people that you can always count on. So accountability, support emotionally, because entrepreneurship is really hard. And, and, and getting, getting taught things that will allow you to either not commit certain, avoid certain mistakes, uh, or just being able to get out of it quicker and just speed your, your, your journey to success. And, and one thing that I can say that I, I was thinking like, oh, if I pay this at very expensive programs, they're literally going to give me step by step of what to do and I'll be successful. So I'm paying to avoid failing. And that was my, that was, that was what was wrong on, on my thinking. I mean, I didn't know any better, I guess, you know, and, uh, and, and now that if I were, if I were to go back, I would definitely invest in coaching, but I would, I would do way more due diligence of the people that I'm going to be investing on and make sure that when I commit to one, I commit to one and I just like, look, this is it. I did my due diligence. I'm, I'm, I'm clear and I'm just going to do everything in here. And then if I have to look for other stuff, I'm always just going to look for support that is not going to be like another coach. Cause if I get too many things for too many places, then that's not very good. So that's, that's what I would say about uh, mentorship and, and coaching. It's super valuable. You just got to be careful on on like how you spend your money and, and 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 with who so as long as you are very sure that this is the person for you uh and you can make the most out of this and commit like just just do it but definitely 
uh, I am I'm an advocate for it, and I want I want to be able to to coach other people in my in the future. And that's right now I'm still in the trailblazing, like creating the path and seeing what's best. And I already amazing capabilities for my clients, but right now I'm still creating the path. So like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take that step back when I'm like in that when my team can run a lot more without me, right? That's my thing. When I have that, my team is running most of it without me, then I'll, then I'll step in and say, hey, this is what I did. This is the things that you should avoid and blah, blah, you know? <laughs> nice. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So let, let's dig into that, just that, that idea with your team. And obviously you've, you've taken some time to design your business and, 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 created something that's going to grow beyond food and so what what was the biggest challenge in in hiring making your first hire and and build you know deciding making the decision to, to build a team it's i mean since since i started i have like i will i need to build a team like i never thought that i was gonna do it alone but i always was Okay, I need to make sales. So I invested in, in, in coaching on sales first. And I mean, it was like an agency thing, but like what I was focusing on the most was on sales. Because after, after I have the sales in place and, and I can be able to deliver and, and have something of value, then from there, that's when I have money to actually be able to hire people. And um, I I did the mistake of hiring um outside people instead of trying to bring people in because mm -hmm. i thought like why like me trying to train somebody to how to do like when i'm not even that great at at sales per se like i'm good at building the trust and for that obviously it helps me to do to do sales but i i didn't have a, the skill set to 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 lead a sales team i feel and um that's why I wanted to have an agency that can help me. And that that's, I did that and they weren't doing like the job. And it was like, it, it, it was always looking outside was tough, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a huge challenge, right? The temptation is there because the agency's got success and they've got, they got salespeople that are already trained, but they don't have your culture and they don't mm -hmm. have, and that's, your that's company what I'm identity. On. Definitely, and, and that's uh, that's I learned my lesson from that. <laughs> so uh, I now that's like my my branding and my and the culture of my business are the two main things that I'm focusing on right now, because I need to make sure that we have a, a cohesive message that it's it's resonating throughout the team, and then the whole team they're, they're high performers. And, and, and they were keeping each other accountable. So that way we can measure if we're going in the right direction or not. And that's, that, that's my main focus right now because as long as I have a good unified message and, and my, my, all my team is it's unified on the same vision and we're all uh, performing high, we have the energy, we have the, the, the work ethic and, and we're unified as a team then after that, just the, the marketing and sales, it, it's, it becomes a lot easier because it's, it's a reflection of, of the cohesiveness that you have uh, as a team. And, and I'm, I'm already good at, at like just getting people on the top of the funnel, leading for value, all those stuff. So it's, it's, it's making the journey of the client, of the, you know, the customer experience as high end as possible. So they feel happy when they work with us, they feel joy. So that way they can refer us to other people. And, and most importantly, so the clients feel like they got their value or way more than, mm -hmm. than what they pay for. So you mentioned vision and there's part of your branding and culture. How important is vision to, to a brand and, and, 
in the culture of a company? For me, I mean, it's 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 like your your foundation. See, if you don't have a solid foundation, money it's a motivator uh, for for most people in a way because it's it's used to live and to buy things that make you happy, but it's not everything, and that's why people quit jobs that they're good paying jobs all the time. That and and that's that's happening right now more than ever and that will keep happening like that if anything it's just probably gonna get worse with time because now people have more options so a lot of times there's been tough times with my team and they stay because of the vision because they see that it's not what's happening right now is what we can accomplish and not just us wishing uh dreaming right it's it's about talking about the strategy based on the re this resources that we have or we will obtain soon and, and not when you come with the strategy that you help people see the vision of where you're going and there's a bigger purpose than just earning money uh, that that's when when a company can sustain recessions can sustain uh bad months of sales can sustain uh like a competition rising can sustain anything because you are together and when you if you need to pivot you need to do anything as long as you're together uh in, in the same vision it's like okay we want to impact as many people as possible in a positive way and we want to do it by amplifying the their their reach and in their authority so that way when you when when you you think about like this is our purpose then you start thinking them not we are amplifying the good that's being put out in the world so i'm making the world a better place and mm. if you get behind that then you're like then everything that you're doing even the, the things that you like and the things that you don't as long as everything is towards that mission then you you will feel more motivated to wake up uh, in the morning to actually work because it's it's just not work of like oh, i just gotta do this i get to do this I have the chance to be part of this awesome vision, uh, which is the, the vision of the company. So that's that's my take on that. Nice. All right. So what has been the impact of, of hosting your podcast? My podcast, it's been a great way to lead with value with people. Um, uh, that's like the main thing because getting people to, to spend uh, 30 minutes or an hour with you when you we have very like limited hours in in a week so 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 especially you know entrepreneurs uh, startups doing a bunch of things and, and even people that are already you know past seven eight figures they still have a lot of different things they're in a different mindset now they're doing this but they still have a lot in their mind they want to impact more people too so to be to ask for them for an hour of their time it, it's a big ask so when I ask them for an hour of their time to have a not only a, a, a podcast, uh, not only a conversation with me, but also something that will get recorded and then will get uh, posted through a, a bunch of different audio and video uh, platforms that then you can leverage. And, and then also what I've seen, I have people that they record content with their phones while I'm interviewing them. And then they're answering all these questions that I'm doing. And I've seen people do over 15 or 20 uh, pieces of content out of one conversation with me. Nice. So, so that that's something that if they have that, it's like it's a no-brainer. It's like, oh, let me just go there and, and have a time with him. So that's that's great. And then obviously that the, the the authority and visibility that the podcast itself has, you know, given that uh, Listen Notes ranks it as a top one point five percent podcast in in the world. So that that is something that you know it has authority. You can repurpose the content. Plus, you have the the YouTube link. I've seen people, uh, some of my clients put it in their uh, in their signature on the email. So, well, you send an email. Oh, you want to see an interview of me? Get to know me better. Just click here. Boom, takes you there. You get to to know the person. And because I make it about value, because I ask key, key questions like, what's a challenge that uh, taught you something that you think is worth sharing with the audience? That's value there. Uh, then you can learn how that person reacted to a challenge. And, and if you're looking to work for that person, don't, isn't that something that you want to know about them, how they react to a challenge? Um, another thing is to share share advice uh, to either business owners in general or 
your younger self if you were to restart that way you can you can you can get like what from their mind like how they how they thinking about value how they think about giving value so those key things i did it very purposely because i and with intention because i wanted people now i have this this gallery of 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 interviews that that you can go and and check out and it's like if i want to let me see if i can work with somebody here like literally let me just listen to their story and listen how they react to these things and it's a great way to then the links are already there so if you like them click on the link contact them so it's a great way to be it's a very versatile thing that you can repurpose in so many different ways that that's why I, I, I love doing the podcast because I get to do the conversation. I learn a lot doing during them too. And, and then we can impact people in so many different ways. So it, I love it because there's so much value in so many different ways that it's great. Yeah. Well, and absolutely creating content for the guest is, is taking it to another level, right? Being able to give the guest, you know, here's clips, here's, here's these pieces that, that you can use to promote yourself. And then of course the whole, the whole episode, you know, which is a bigger ask to share. Yeah. But yeah, it's so powerful um, to have those conversations and, and to share. And, and I, I like how you, you're grateful for the people giving you their time. And, and, and I'm grateful, not just for my guests, but I'm grateful for the audience that's taking the time to listen to, to an hour long episode and, and wanting to have value, you know, to add to them and, and, and increase their value. And so you kind of mentioned gratitude in there and how has gratitude served you on, on your journey? Uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a huge thing for me because it's easy to get caught up and all the things are going bad. So I, this, I do this basically daily, uh, that I have to remind myself. I, I tell myself, look, you, you have your own house. You have your own business. You have team members. You you have a, a, a girlfriend that loves you and supports you. You have a family that loves you and supports you. You have friends that love you and support you. And that's something that a lot of people don't have. Hmm. And I know that I am very fortunate because of that. And that gratitude of being, of being, being grateful of having all these things is what allows me in a way to 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 be able to get through the big problems uh of of, of the entrepreneurial journey because it's it's now has become that this is way bigger than me <laughs> and and it's not if i quit i'm letting a lot of people down and not just the people that just supporting me but i even have team members like that they they pay their bills and stuff from that and 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 I have, that's why it's very important for me to remember the vision and what I'm doing it. Why did I quit? Uh, why did I get out of the military? Why did I quit corporate job? Because uh, even like if I wanted to to stay like in my lane, then I would have just stayed there, right? I got out of it because I wanted something that I knew it was going to be hard. And but I, I needed like a North Star and that's why I like the vision and then having the support system. It's, it's something that has allowed me to to keep moving forward, even when I'm feeling like almost defeated and I feel so bad. It's like I'm tired of of grinding and grinding and grinding, right? But but then when when I have support of of, of people, and, and I and I remember like, damn, like I I am blessed. I am blessed. I have all these different things, and I know I can do this. I just have to push through, and I'll figure it out. Just, just keep moving, keep adding value, keep being the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And as long as I can go and after I get out of the shower and I look myself in the mirror at night before going to sleep, if I can look at myself in the mirror and think you did as good as you could today without being too hard on myself and, and make sure that I don't burn out and I take times to, to relax. But knowing that I, I was efficient and I can, without lying to myself, if I can do that every night, then I feel like it was a great day. Nice. All right. With all the business success that you've had, what's been the biggest challenge? For me, the biggest challenge is it has been knowing who to trust, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so big on it, because 
I've been burned so many times. Like I pay people and they are like, oh, like super Christian and super everything. And I'm going to help you out and all that stuff. And then something goes south or or maybe it was meant to go south since the beginning, you know, and and, be, and they don't care, you know. And, and, and that it's like I don't even know how they go asleep at night when you when you do that when you when you know that somebody it's it's pushing for amplifying the impacts uh of of positive business leaders and and I am making a living out of it hmm. and, and I am growing business that that you know young business doing this like majority by myself with some help but that that was that's been something that is is being the biggest challenge for me because mm-hmm. it, it's 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 tough to 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 know who to trust when when people are like saying the right things right and, and that's why it's so important for me uh to do to like be pr and and make sure that it's not just land on somewhere just cause it's it's landing there and making sure that that you are doing it you're 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 actually telling a story and and doing value giving value and and adding trust indicators uh so like case studies for example on an article and and those that's why it has to be a, a combination of not just one thing it's it, it's more that's why like pr is not just oh let, let me just get me in forbes and we'll be done right it's not like that it's like it's how can we consistently be getting editorial coverage because you're giving value to the media and then adding up all these different things that are I call like like red flags or green flags, right? Like when people will start, we want to work with you, they want to look for as many green flags they can and as many and, and, and if not to, you know, red flags to avoid you. So <laughs> that's why I, I, I think PR is so important because it adds those green flags and and even it – I. I've learned to do my research a lot better and and how to trust people and how to get them to kind of jump some hoops and stuff nowadays to be able to to prove them that that I can trust them. But that's a big part that I would say it's it's and that goes along with like the coaching and 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 literally everything, partnerships and everything. So just make sure that you are working with the right people and you can trust them and you can and if something goes wrong, you can fix it with them. That's that has been my biggest challenge. And now, like you know, I'm moving forward from my, from from all my mistakes that I learned, and and this is you know why I'm giving it to people here. <laughs> yeah, well, and that just shows how important character authenticity is, right? Because people can say the right thing, but if their character doesn't match it, eventually it'll show up, and and hopefully it shows up before you've given them too much of your money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a big thing, and and I feel that going back to like the gratitude power is I I I do feel like I'm I'm destined for greatness. I always felt like that when I was a kid, and then when I started doing the journey, I kind of doubted for a second, and I still sometimes it's like, yeah, you thought you were special, like, but like this is like heavy, huh? <laughs> and then but then I remind myself about everything, and and uh, and then that's why I take those mistakes that I've done of trusting their own people for fulfillment, for um, uh, partnerships, or even for for a, a, a new hire. All those things have taught me a lot of things now and that I'm starting out. And as I move forward, when I'm dealing with deals that are like millions of dollars, because I know that just at the rate that I'm going, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to de- be dealing with a lot bigger deals. So now that I did those mistakes, now I I know how to be more prepared to this new deal, so that way, um, I that's how I see it. it was a learning lesson. So yeah, you messed up here, but now when you're dealing bigger deals, you already learned your lesson, and you're you're not gonna do the same mistakes. Nice. All right, we'll switch it up a little bit. How important is play and fun while building your business? <sighs> that's a you, you're you're hitting all the the right spots. Let's say <laughs> because. Uh, that's important because you like uh, kind of mentioned a little bit earlier is you have to, you know, work as hard as you can, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you don't burn out and to not burn out is very important for you to do things that you like doing. 
things that make you make you happy, make you feel alive, make you feel glad that you're alive. And, and, and because work sometimes it, it it's it's tough to doesn't matter if you're working for passion and you have a purpose and everything. There's gonna be a lot of things that you don't like that you have to do and that will make you feel like you're burning out. So that's why it's very important to always have a, a way to unwind. And, and it, it, like during the weekend, uh, also uh, another big thing that I want to say is you should learn to be able to unwind every morning, every every night before going to bed. That's very important because if you want to be able to to have a good night's sleep, you can't just be like work and then like, oh, straight to bed. Like you need to give that that warm down all those like you know if warm up is getting heated then it's like maybe like a reverse warm up right like where you're unwinding and just just letting go of, of things and have a peace because i believe that for for people that have trouble to go going to sleep is because you are not being able to to have peace with yourself to be able to just peacefully go to sleep and that's why when you say about like leisure and and do something for fun, it's something that is very important because there is the the everyday battles, and then there's like the weekly, the monthly, the quarterly, the yearly, right? So as long as you establish yourself realistic goals and small wins along the way, so then you can feel better, you don't burn out, then you can work hard uh, for longer, but then still it's gonna be a point that you need to unwind, and and that's the every day before going to bed. And then there is like, okay, I worked really hard this week, Saturday, let me go take a hike. Let me go on the boat with friends. So let me do something that makes me feel alive, that this is what I work for. Well, I appreciate you talking about the the evening routine of, of unwinding, of cooling down and, and setting yourself up for sleep. Because I think that's almost as important as, as a morning routine. And, and very few people actually talk about the best way to get a good night's sleep is to have a good plan <laughs> for going to sleep. And the best way to have a good morning routine is to wake up after a good night's sleep. So what other routines do you find valuable um, for your daily routine? Doing yoga. Yoga has been something that I, I tell almost every interview that I get because it's it's been so powerful. And I'm not saying like, oh, if you don't do yoga, you're nothing. Like, I'm not like that. Just pick <laughs> whatever works for you. I'm just not a gym guy. I, I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, I need to get motivated and, and have somebody with me and all that stuff to be able to enjoy it. And, and, and I don't even like, I just don't like just lifting weights just cause I just like, well, like there's certain ones that I do like, and if I'm with a friend, it's cool. Uh, but then I, I, I always like playing sports and, and, and playing basketball and basketball has been a little tough because of COVID. So uh, that's when I, I, my girlfriend was doing yoga and then I started doing it with her and I was like, damn, this is cool. And the main, the main thing is I picked this specific challenge from Boho Beautiful, B-O-H-O Beautiful, just for people who want to check it out. And uh, in there, they have a 14 day challenge. It's just like uh, meditation and exercise or morning routine or something. But uh, it, there's 14 videos, they're all different from somebody that's not doing a voiceover. It's just actually talking to you. So, and, and, and it's very good for like all levels. So like you can you can take it slow and stuff. And then if you wanna make it, you just like the same video, you can just push yourself a little harder on the same video. So when I, when I got that, I was, I really like it because it felt like it was, I have my own personal like yogi master, right? Nice. Like I was like, in having her, in front of me, like actually talking, it's like, it felt like she's there. Like I have my TV and I'm just doing it in front of her. So she's telling me what to do. And it helps me a lot to not have anything else on mine. Like I just have, just focus on your, my breathing and focusing on what she's saying and just follow that. And because it's 14 days, that's first of all, it's a challenge that you take it first, right? Then for me, it was like, well, let's do it again now to see how good how good the process is. And after two weeks, you don't even remember a lot of the things. <laughs> you know? and, and I started doing it like that. And now I did it so many times. And then it got to a point, uh, especially my girlfriend, um, she was like kind of like she was always with me. And then we were like, uh, like we start slacking. And then now I, I use it as a 
kind of like a medicine cabinet because I've done it so many times. I already know like, oh, I have 15 minutes because it's 15 to 30 minutes tops, nothing else. And there's just one 30 minute video. Other ones are 25 minutes or less. Nice. And because it's such a short period of time and it's so efficient because not only you exercise, you also meditate and you also stretch. Mm -hmm. So and, and I got in the best shape of my life by doing that, just 15 to 30 minutes of exercise every day. And then watching what I eat, obviously. It's not just do that and then eat like shit, right? So you have <laughs> to do that. And, and, and can you commit uh, 15 to 30 minutes every day, especially if you see it as an investment? And that's how I, I, I started seeing it uh, is to kind of like getting that day, that free daily reward that it's like, oh, yeah, I just got to show up and, and get this thing. But then after I get it, then I earn more. So it's if you have if you spend 30 minutes every day, but then you get an hour or an hour and a half in return because you can be more productive, you feel better, your your flow is everything better. It's like I'm just getting time at a discount. That's I like how it. I see it. And that's how I tell it to people. You're, you're gamifying, gamifying your routine. I like it. All right. So, Fu, what, what's the big dream? My big dream, I want, to, I want to impact as many people as possible in a positive way. And the way that I want to do it is I see myself traveling all over the country and all over the world, um, having uh, being part of different people's masterminds and also have my own that I have, like, I want to have one in Puerto Rico, um, maybe one here local in in, uh, in Portland area, uh, and then maybe have one in South America or something. And it's like maybe every quarter, right? Like I have different locations, what I'm doing. But then in between, I'm visiting other people's masterminds to to gain the knowledge to then bring to my live events. And and because the reason that I, I, I say that is because I went to a mastermind last year. Uh, in uh, Brickle, Miami, or Brickle uh, Florida, it's close to Miami. And it was first day learning and, and networking, connecting with people. Then second day, half day learning some very like cool stuff and still connecting. And then after that, the second half of the day, we were on yachts and like jet skis and drinking and, and it was super fun. So I was like, this is the best, one of the best experiences I ever had in my life because it wasn't only about just being in the yacht, like, which I do love, but it's how I made connections with people that are, that they didn't seem like they have anything that I don't have. And they are making, you know, like over a hundred thousand dollars a month to up to over a hundred, uh, over a, a million dollars a month. And, and guys like in their 20 something and like mm -hmm. just making this. And it's like, it was such an eye opener for me. It's like, they, these people, they, they don't have anything that I don't have. Like I can do this. And that in the connections alone are way better than what you're learning in there. Like what you really learn, yeah, it's cool, all the different techniques and stuff that you can apply to your business, but the connections, it's this, the, the main thing of, of that, that offline connections. There's nothing like learning and then having fun with these people. Those bonds are forever. Nice. So that's what I want to be doing that um, because I know that I, that's the the best way that I can change people's lives oh, and, and, and create a community, a network of, 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 of that. We all help each other. And, and, and another thing is I want to add, um, I, I, I do in everything with web three in the back of my mind, because that's just, I, that's what, where everything is going. So I want to have NFT projects. Uh, I want to have my own like project uh, branding for me, but then every event will have their own. So that way, when you buy a ticket, you get an NFT. And then if that happens, for example, I get the next Alex Hormosi and, and, and he goes to my event. And, and, and then he after that, that he, he learns from the, from the people in there and got the connections and suddenly blows up and becomes like 100 million man and blah, blah, blah. Right. That moment in time. And now that is now it's registered in the blockchain and, and it's like you can track it back. It's like, oh, before this event, he wasn't big. Then after this event, suddenly he went on this big thing and became this big, this big thing. So now this becomes a collective one in a moment in time that that like I changed somebody's life and it's a non-fungible token that that could be resold and then I make money from it. And that's without counting all the branding and 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 publicity and, and everything that I'm getting. Cause what I visualize is 
all these different people that have NFTs from Imperium Authority or like a full NFT or something like that, right? Like depending on how we go about it. And then all these people, there's all these different successful people that have an NFT in their public wallets, which it will be then the, the future of social media. It will, you know, social media, the central social media will show all your NFTs. That's just the future. So when you go to all these like digital wallets or decentralized social media and you see that all these people have something in common, they all have an NFT from Foo or from Imperium Authority. That's something that is going to be like, who is Foo? Like, like how is it all the successful people have this? And that's how I visualize my future. Then they're all going to have FUMO. <laughs> FUMO. <laughs> all right, Foo. Our young entrepreneur audience has been listening to you for an hour and you've been strategizing and, and helping them, but you want to leave them with Foo's words of wisdom. What would you share? This is something that I learned from uh, Mr. Johnson, Terrence X. Johnson. He told me this one time and I've been telling this to everybody. You don't get what you want. You get what you believe. Mm. So believe in yourself, believe and you can accomplish these things because if you can't visualize, like you won't be able to do it. So you have to be able to visualize so you can believe in it. And when you believe in it, you can do it. Mm. Fu, thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing so much wisdom and just for adding value to our audience. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. I really enjoy this. And uh, I think there's a lot of value in here. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe and leave a review. If you're struggling with stress, feel like life is out of control, run out of time before your to-do list is finished, well, we have a gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. In our next episode, Jason Pfeiffer and Robert talk about creating opportunities rather than just going along with the opportunities presented. The success will seek out connections and opportunities and challenges to help them grow. We also talk about fake it until you make it but you can't fake who you really are. So why not put the energy towards becoming who you want to be?